You are listening to the audio podcast of the weekly message preached at Central United Methodist Church in Arlington, Virginia. You're invited to worship with us in person on Saturdays at 4.30 p.m. or virtually through Zoom or Facebook on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Visit us at www.cumcballston.org. There you can learn more about our congregation and how we worship God, serve others, and embrace all. The scripture this morning is from Matthew 14, verses 13 to 21 from the Common English Bible, Feeding the 5,000. When Jesus heard about John, he withdrew in a boat to a deserted place by himself. When the crowds learned this, they followed him on foot from the cities. When Jesus arrived and saw a large crowd, he had compassion for them and healed those who were sick. That evening, his disciples came and said to him, This is an isolated place, and it's getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said to them, There's no need to send them away. You give them something to eat. They replied, We have nothing here except five loaves of bread and two fish. He said, Bring them here to me. He ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. He took the five loaves of bread and the two fish, looked up to heaven, blessed them, and broke the loaves apart and gave them to the disciples. Then the disciples gave them to the crowds. Everyone ate until they were full, and they were filled. Twelve baskets with the leftovers. About 5,000 men plus women and children had eaten. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. God, thank you for the wonderful music we've had, for the reading of your word, for the liturgy. Ask right now that the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts continue to worship and be pleasing to you. Amen. Well, I absolutely love this story. And, and I have to tell you, it really reminded me that, that Jesus was one of the first uh, people, maybe not one of the first, but Jesus had such a following that the paparazzi must have been out. I mean, the other day I was sitting in my car, I had just pulled in from work, and I got a text message from my oldest son. And he said, hey, I see you're home. I went, oh my gosh. Because I wasn't in my driveway, I was parked on the street. I said, how do you know I'm home? I just was finishing a phone call. He goes, Dad, you have your sharing stuff open with me. I just wanted to see where you were. Now, Jesus didn't have the sharing feature on his iPhone where people could track him and know exactly where he was going. And in fact, he had just had one of the hardest news um, broken to him that his cousin had been killed. And all he wanted to do was get away from everyone. So I don't know how they did it. I don't know what, how it happened. But he went by boat. They went by foot. They beat him there because when he looked up and they must have known exactly where he was going. Maybe it was a favorite spot. But he looks, he gets there and there's all these people ready to talk and to listen and to be healed. 
And the amazing thing about Jesus is even though it was not in his plans, even though it was an inconvenience, even though he had just gotten this terrible news about a family member, Scripture says that he still had compassion on them. And he reached out and healed and taught all day long. I don't know about you all, but my kids do not ever let me sleep in, and I wish I had compassion on them. I am usually super grumpy with them, and I tell them, go away. Go bother your mom. So I'm not a great spouse all the time. Need some of that marital counseling uh, we were given earlier in the service, uh, before service, right? But here's Jesus just getting this news. And his response is to have a compassion on them, which is in a weird way interesting because he preaches all day. He teaches all day. The people stay there all day and the sun's getting ready to go down. It's, it's dinner time. And the disciples come to Jesus and say, Jesus, it's time. Send the people away. Let them go. Send them into the village so they can go and buy food and they can figure what they're going to eat out on their own. And I love what Jesus says in the midst of that. Jesus looks at them and says, why don't you feed them? Now, I've planned meals for large groups of people, and I'm talking uh, hundreds of people, not thousands of people. But that's a tall order and not something that you just throw on people at the last minute, right? It takes a long time Today, we were even starting to talk about what we wanted to feed our family and friends when they come over for Thanksgiving. We are that far in advance of trying to plan out what does this look like? How are we going to do it? What days do we need to take off of work to make sure that we can appropriately feed a large group of people? When do we schedule our Friendsgiving for our college students where we will make Thanksgiving meal all over again? This is not something that you just sit back and go, hey, let's just make it happen. Maybe some of you do that, but I'm sure if I did that, my spouse would be stressed out so very much. And there's some people here going, I cannot believe in August you are already thinking about Thanksgiving. I am. That is what we do. And especially with two or three different meals that we have to cook, scheduling time off work, it is a lot. So the fact that Jesus sits there and goes, you figure it out. You feed these people. The disciples sure look around at what they had, what they were going to do. They said, we only have these few loaves of bread and a couple of fish. What in the world are we going to do with that? And we know the rest of the story. But I imagine in those moments, doubt creeped into those disciples' minds. I thought, bet you they thought that Jesus had lost it. Right? If I, even, even here, amongst our congregation this morning, if I said, we're going to feed everyone lunch and pulled out five loaves of bread and a couple of fish, that wouldn't be enough. But it was. It was somehow 
miraculously. Jesus gives thanks over the meal. And there are leftovers enough, 12 basketfuls of leftovers. And everyone, 5,000 men, and then in addition to that, women and children, they had their fill. You see, it only took the disciples willing to say, hey, this is what I can bring. This is what I can bring to this. This is what I can do. And even though it seemed ridiculous, it worked. The people were fed. They were able to spend more time with Jesus, listening to him teach. They were able to be healed. They were able to be able to experience the love of God. And friends, as I think about this in our day-to-day life, I have to be honest with you, there are a lot of times where I am less like Jesus and more impatient. As I already said earlier, when my kids wake me up, that is, I am a grumpy waker-upper. So I just, I'm acknowledging that if we ever go on a retreat together, you do not want to be the one that has to go and wake up Drew. But there are other things, right? All the time in my life, there are opportunities to do these God appointments, these these compassionate times, or, or I'm talking on the phone to someone and I'm frustrated, not because of anything they said, but because I have a million things to do. My head is racing, my my checklist, I'm behind, my kids want to talk to me, I get a, someone coming into my office to be able to talk, and, and it just throws me off. And instead of being fully present, instead of looking at that moment and saying, I'm going to have compassion, too often I just say, you know what, how do I get you out of my space? How do I do the bare minimum to get rid of you? How do I look the other way? And pretend like I don't see the thing that needs to be done. When in reality, compassion would dictate a whole lot more than that. Compassion means sometimes we have to change our schedules. It means sometimes we have to put our preferences off to the side. Compassion sometimes looks like knowing that there's a vacation Bible school. And so we have this awesome backdrop behind us. And it's not the way we would think it should be. Compassion is when someone needs to talk to us that they get our full attention. Compassion looks like sometimes rearranging one's schedule in order to be loving and kind. My guess is, is that I'm not the only person in this room that sometimes looks the other way. I bet you I'm not the only person that sometimes chooses convenience over compassion. But the truth of the matter, Jesus still calls us to do the same thing he called those disciples to do. You feed them. You love them. You spend time with them. You listen to them. You serve them. You meet their needs. We don't have to do a lot. But God calls us to just bring what we have. The disciples that day had five loaves and two fish. Not a lot. 
but they trusted in God and trusted that would be enough. And those people experienced compassion and God's love that day. What would it look like if all of us in here, whenever there was an opportunity to show compassion, did so with whatever we had? Even if it's five minutes or 10 minutes or a dollar here or a dollar there or our prayer life, we would remember one another in prayer. We would not turn our eyes to someone who needs help and we would serve others. That for me is the message and the challenge of this passage. Is yes, God shows up as God always does. But the invitation is for you and I and all of us to live in compassion, to trust God enough and to feed our very, very hungry world. And I believe we can. Amen.